0: Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn, love talking at the Beautiful blessed KLGO, the Word, 1490 AM, True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. The number here is 637-967-3637. Word And in the studio, of course, with me today is First Lady of Love, founder and director of Love Talk and uh, Good News Journal publisher, Evelyn Davison. Good morning, Ms. Davison.
1: Well, <laughs> Hello, Ms. Bono. We are very formal today. Oh, you know, I tell you, some days uh, I think, Evelyn, are you real? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, you're real. Uh, no, really. Uh, some days, you know, I get up in the morning and things are just absolutely whistling and blowing and going. Oh,
0: my gosh. call by, me when that happens. So About wanna... four
1: o'clock in the afternoon, uh, disasters hit. <laughs> and, so, and, and you know, always stop to think, you know, where are you in all this, Ellen? Is this really your life? Or, you know, is this what's going on? But, Cindy, uh, Honestly, from one week to the next, it is such a surprise to me to see. What God is doing in this nation. And there's some really exciting things happen this week. And we're going to talk about some of those. But just to get here and to be with our um, Love Talk family and especially with the new adventure that's right before us. We have one more Saturday on the FM frequency and then we're going to be moving over totally to 1490. Mm-hmm. So we're asking you today, mark it down, 1490 on the AM dial or you'll miss us. And uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting adventure as we make this change and begin to develop a new audience. That's right. I was
0: going to say that. You know, we are having to reintroduce ourselves, right. which, you know, we kind
1: of, uh, we get lazy in that <laughs> regard because we really well, done something as long as we have. Yeah.
0: Well, for one thing, it's not about us. It's never been about us. Uh-huh. We, we come on the air and we come on the air by the grace of God. That has <laughs> always been it. Well, it's by the grace of God we get to the studio every Saturday and. And uh, so here we are, you know, we've been in this series, Jesus the Perfect One. And right now, because we're headed into Fourth of July, we've been kind of doing this Heritage and Legacy series mm-hmm. under the Perfect One. But we've had this series that we've been doing all of 2012 where we've talked about the promised one and we talked about the present one and we talk, now we're talking about the perfect one. And speaking of the perfect one, I'm gonna tell you something about the imperfect one, which is me. Oh, no, I'm the imperfect <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. No, I have a question for everyone out there. What is up with the crickets? Oh, they're everywhere, honey. Oh, my gosh. I am so freaked out. I feel like, you know the movie The Birds? Where the birds, I feel that about the crickets. Now, you know I come from West Texas. Yes. Now, the only bugs we have in West Texas are scorpions and tarantulas. (laughs) And you got to go out in the desert and really scare those guys up or they just leave you alone. We don't have bugs. But I will tell you, I was trying to get gas in my car last night. And I mean, they were in my hair. They mm-hmm. were crawling up my pant leg. Like, I was like, I was like having a little dance out in the gas station. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is cricket well, you city think out you're there. you're living
1: in Pharaoh's time. Remember when the crickets and the locusts came? <laughs>
0: Pestilence. This yeah. is, okay, this is it. We'll start this. You know, this is like, uh, the, uh, the, the radio program where they, they pretended there was
1: an invasion yes. from Mars. Oh, okay, yes. this Orson Welles. Yeah, yes.
0: this is the mm.
1: this is pestilence. pestilence. This is Well, pestilence. it's uh, from what I have uh, observed and in my long life, and uh, some of the things that have come out in the newspaper or the web lately, it is because we had such a dry year lately. Oh, is year. that
0: what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you, it is Cricket City. You cannot walk anywhere. Well, Without can, a crunch,
1: I mean, it is gross. You well, just crunch, crunch, crunch. If you can figure out a way to capture those things, you can sell them for a fortune for fish bait.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to tell me I was going to eat them or something. No, you do. Well, there
1: are <laughs> people who do that, but they are—they make really. We're going great. to roast but them, but you know, Cindy, put them in chocolate. Uh, that tells us that from one week to the to the next things change. And we've had some major changes this week uh, with the Supreme Court. And one of them was uh, over a a union case that an individual uh, had sued that she did not want her uh, fees that she was charged for her union dues to be used for some things that did not match the Christian message. And the Supreme Court ruled on that and uh, another thing they ruled on this week is they preserve the the um And protected the decency schedules or standards through which TV and radio operate. And, you know, that has gotten more and more lax as the years have gone by. But I'll tell you, that court is working hard. And we really want to call our friends to prayer today for Monday and next Thursday because it's the two of the most important cases before the Supreme Court will come forth with the ruling before the end of June. And they make their rulings on Monday and on Thursday. And one of those, of course, is... Is whether it's this mandate that we that's been in the air so much with you know any Christian organization has got to provide contraceptives or some of the other things are involved in having
0: to do with what is commonly known as Obamacare.
1: Well, that's true, and um, which
0: you know that's a in in that that word right there. you know, makes it look as if all Christians are of the same mind mm-hmm. and all Christians are opposed to either the president's stand or Obamacare in itself. Now, you know, we're not coming on here to make a political statement because as a matter of fact, we talked about this before coming on air, which is that in your prayers, what we would be asking is not to oppose a man or an ideology, mm-hmm. but which, but to appeal to God. And for him to move on the hearts of men, that we would come under the rulership and the headship that aligns with the principles of God.
1: That is so true, Cindy. And as we mentioned last week and the week before, our Constitution was written by men of faith, men who uh, trusted God, who, who relied on his word and We have a trinity in our government, much like we have trinity in our faith, and that is through the legislative branch,
0: the three branches of government. uh Yes,
1: and through the don't ask a high schooler to name those. And the executive branch. And, of course, the judiciary. And right now it is the judiciary that's in between the executive and the legislative. And that's why it is so important for us to pray for these judges Mm -hmm. and to that God would just open up their understanding of how important it is that we protect our Constitution, that we uphold the Bill of Rights and do all those things that have made a nation of America great. So this week, Monday, pray. And and they do their rulings at 9 o'clock each, around 9. They start gathering about 9. And so we need to pray for them because uh, there are many of them that will not be in agreement. I wouldn't say many. Some of them will not be in agreement. It has to be a, a majority. But by the same token, you know, we have to look at every side of an issue. And we always look at Every issue, Cindy, a Love Talk, mm-hmm. and in KLGO, from the life side, because well, Jesus no, is pro-life. That's
0: right. And not only that, you know, he's pro-life. On the other hand, he also talks about our responsibility to the fatherless and to the widows. And, for, and no doubt, there are many people involved in the health care issue that are in the social justice stream of mm-hmm. Christianity. So this is not, Christians are not monolithic. In their thinking, we should be God-centric, but not monolithic. Hey, I have a little lighter story, and it's it's kind of in our backyard that's caught my eye. My eye here is, you know, last week uh, they were having the UIL baseball, Texas baseball championships yeah. out at Dell Diamond. And I did not know this. I don't know if this didn't, it wasn't in the paper, but you know, there were a couple of teams that were Rockwall and the Montgomery out of, out of the Houston area yes. and out of the Dallas Let's area. Cut that, and shoot Texas, the, oh my gosh. That were, you know, in the playoffs. And right before their game, the announcer said that they would not be standing for the national anthem. They would go directly into the game. Well, one of the teams exited the field in obedience to that, uh, to that rule, so to mm-hmm. speak, in that direction. And another one of the teams stayed on the field and wouldn't leave. And before too long, took their caps off, put their hands and put them across their chest and began to sing the National Anthem a cappella. These are our kids. I love Cindy. It it gives you great hope. And so before too long, then the stands, everyone in the stands could hear these kids down on the field, and they began to Mm -hmm. sing. And then the other team that in obedience, not because they weren't passionate, Mm -hmm. but because under pressure, they had, And trying to be obedient, they came back on the field, joined the other team. Now, as a result of this, throughout the rest of the playoffs, then they went back as a UIL ruling, as the authority in UIL, looked at it and announced then that the National Anthem would be played over every single game. So a little, little bit of news, because especially about the time as old folks, we get grumpy and think the next generation, there's no hope, you hear something like this, especially coming out of our sports.
1: So, hallelujah, praise God, We uh, good well, going on there. One of the most exciting things for us, Cindy, is through the week is we look at those good things that are happening. And there are a lot of good things happening. We still are free in America. We still have the freedom to not only select our leaders, but to elect them and to pray for them and encourage them. And so, as we... Um, Look at some of the things that are happening just this week. It, you know, it does make a, it does bring that excitement back to our life. And of course, we are really excited here at KLGO. The word because of the changes that are happening here, and as I said earlier, we have one more Saturday, and we will remind you again after next Saturday or between now and Saturday to tune in to fourteen ninety a.m. and pick us up, uh, or they can get us on the web.
0: Well, you know, you are always talking about that holy scanner, and instead yes. of being on that button where you're scanning, we we suggest that you just go ahead and set that on your dial as a as a preference so that you can catch us you know emlyn we're going to come back today and we're in this uh we're talking about spiritual legacy and what it is that god gives us through relationships and we're going to be talking about god's secret weapon today which is of course families but be, when we come back the first thing i want to talk to you about is god and potato chips oh my gosh this, love. Is, this <laughs> is love talk on the word Good morning, I am Cindy Vana. Love Talking in the Beautiful Blast, KLGO, the word, 1490 True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com, and you can give us a call at 637-9673, that's 637-WORD. Evelyn, as we went out on break we first we were talking about some of the things that are going on which we always do in our first segment where we talk about how is it that the news and our view to the world impacts our view to god and impacts our christian walk and that's a lot of what you and i do because love talk is really a program for everyone where we're attempting to bring help and hope and humor and honesty and heaven's presence Mm -hmm. and to the love of all who listen and of course you mentioned that um We are on 1490 AM, 99.3 and 98.5 FM until July 7th, in which case we'll be coming back in to uh, be solely on 1490 AM. I also want to mention this month that Ray Garner Insurance uh, Family uh, and Triad Ministries um, are our sponsor for the month. And, uh, you know, sponsors really doesn't do that word. Ray is... Our friend
1: and partner.
0: (laughs) That's right. And so we appreciate their ministry. I never see a motorcycle that I don't pray and think about Ray. Oh, pray about
1: my son Dan and his Harley. You know, it's that's a a world out there. Of course, Ray is the chaplain uh, for a Harley. Motorcycle Group, and uh, he, they have this new restaurant out on 1431 called The Sportsman. And uh, so we do want to say thank you to them today.
0: Just reminding you... For some dates that are coming up that impact us, September 25th will be the fall extravaganza for Austin Pregnancy Uh Resource Center. You're always a part of that and a speaker. And this year, that'll be those who've gone before. September 26th, they'll be see you at the poll. Churches all across America between now and July 4th will be having prayer for the nation October 3rd through 7th is going to be the summons in Washington, D.C. What's happening on October the 27th? Well,
1: that is our Freedom Supper. We're going to have a Texas fiesta, and uh, uh, mm, it's going to be big time. at The quarries, uh, Ed and Elizabeth Horn are the host for that. And, and Taco the, Bell, mm-hmm. the Os
0: Taco is going to be our sponsor Dozier, for that.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Lots of fun plans. That's fun time, but it's the time for us to raise Woo. the funds for our coordinators. And, you know, our region, uh, you know, like Up in Georgetown, our friend Kathy had a tremendous event up there this year. Uh, So it gives them an opportunity to raise some money to pay some of the bills that are are involved.
0: And for those who don't know what we're talking about, you may be listening to First Time. You know, Evelyn and I are both very involved. Evelyn is America's Honorary Prayer Coordinator for National Day of Prayer. Also following her wake on that and uh, work within NDP uh, throughout the state. Evelyn, on November the 11th, there's going to be an awesome event with uh, Randy Phillips. Randy Phillips
1: and Mike Huckabee. It's going to be a fundraiser for some of our veterans who are in trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be talking more about that later. Larry well. Gatlin.
0: Boy, I wouldn't miss that for anything. Hey, you know, I was I was talking about on our uh going out about I want to talk about God and potato chips. You know, <laughs> they say that you just can't eat just one. But you know, I was I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So just don't bring them in the house. They mm-hmm. say the war is won in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And that you're supposed to just shop those outside aisles, you know, where the, the vegetables the vegetables and the meat. And the, and the, and meat. the cheese. Yeah. yeah. And forget those inside ones where the potato chips are. I now I know what the problem is in my life is I'm on the inside of the grocery store aisles. But anyway, and when I was reading this little story about this little boy who wanted to meet God.
1: We all want to meet God, Cindy. Boy, that is the truth. And especially children.
0: And, you know, so often people have a mentality that the only way you meet God is in eternity. Mm -hmm. But we've covered a lot of that in Jesus, the present. present one. You know, the covenant that God leaves with us where he says, I'll never forsake you, where he comes and he brings the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit then we have covenant with God where he He resides and abides in us, speaks to her, our heart, guides us in all truth. Well, this little boy, to his understanding, believed then that it was going to be necessary for him to pack his suitcase to go on an adventure to meet God. And he did that. And in doing so, he filled it with potato chips and root beer. God loved him. He <laughs> I love the root beer. That's right. And so he hadn't gone far. Then he ran into a park, and on the park bench was an old man. And he sat next to him in the park bench. And as he began to notice the man, he looked a little bit hungry, and he himself, it doesn't take long for a little kid packing a suitcase, and so he began to draw out his snacks. And before long, he wanted to share his potato chips with the old man. And as soon as he, he shared his first chip with the old man, he turned to him and gave him this most brilliant smile. And so throughout the day, this is how their day went, sharing potato chips and root beer. And every time they shared, not saying so much to each other, but embracing one another with their smiles. He came home that night after his adventure, and his mom could see the minute he walked in the door that his face was just filled with joy. And she asked him about that. What is it? What did you do today that has filled you with such joy? And he said to her, You know, I met God today, and he has the most beautiful smile I have ever seen. And in fact, the old man, when he returned home, having lived with his son, the son could tell he that he too had had a transaction that day and was filled with joy. And he asked his dad, and he said, that he had met God through a little boy. You know, Ellen, the truth of the matter is, is that we are made for connection with one another, whether it's through a potato chip or a root beer tragedy. It isn't so much what we say to each other. It isn't so much that we know, and we tell each other what we know. It is that we make that connection with one another, and that's what we're going to be talking today about when we talk about what is your heritage, what is your spiritual legacy, because the translation of those two big words is what is your connection to other people and how are you touching lives and making an impact on their lives?
1: Well, Cindy, it is so true, and as we're walk, walking through uh, some principles, we're on principle two called the family we started with the dignity of human life. These are principles that you can build a family on. These are principles that are ordained and recorded in the Constitution of the United States of America. So they're not only good for us as individuals, but they're good for us as a nation. And so as we talked about the dignity of human life, we, we established one fact. Jesus is pro-life. Life, he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. He said that. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me or by me. So that is a given for those of us who are Christians. We believe that with the very depths of our soul and uh, our mind and our will and our emotions. That second principle is the principle of family. And through the, the last few years, Cindy, families in America have come under great, great distress. No. Uh, the, even a redefinition of a family has, has just taken over the headlines and the billboards. Uh, And we're not here to argue about those things. What we do want to talk about is what it takes to make a family.
0: Well, I want us to set the stage a little bit because you said it beautifully. We're not here to argue because the reason why we're doing this series right now before 4th of July and in the middle of this heated political debate in this country is because there are some truths that have been forgotten Within the principles, within the constitution, within the preamble, within the declaration of independence that established this nation under Judeo-Christian principle. Right. Even Christians need to be reminded of some of the principles around which God said, these are the things that I am going to build a great nation. So the reason why we're having this discussion is, is if you want to know what makes a great nation stand strong for us to individually be at peace with God or us to stand strong, I will tell you now, you can you can write and legislate as many laws as you want to, but laws have never been that which rescued mankind. Right. But it, it is principles in our heritage is wrapped up in the principles of God, and that's why we're stepping through these. So first we step through that dignity of human life which says this we're made in the image of God God values life and if we want it to go well with ourselves then we value one another as God has valued us since he has made us in his image same thing goes with the family in Ecclesiastes God says two are better than one Mm -hmm. why if one of you falls down another one can pick him up pity the man who falls down and has no one to pick pick him up up. now if if we're if we've become a society that believes that along the wayside what's going to pick man up is the government and the rest of us are too busy to stop and render aid, then we've forgotten the principles of God in the New Testament that talk about the Good Samaritan that talk about our responsibility to the orphans and the widows and the fatherless, and so we've we're recapping and talking about God's plan, marriage between a man and woman. We're going to talk about that. Overarching, we're going to talk about God's plan. for. It's always been for healthy relationships, Evelyn. We're going to talk about God's plan is for us to honor one another. Honor one another. To And we're going to talk about children as a blessing from God. And when we're going to come back, and we're to, after this break we're going to you're going to walk through those and we're going to talk about how god holds parents accountable for children this is love talk on the word Good morning, I am Cindy Vana. Love Talking in the Beautiful, Blessed KLGO, The Word Studios, 1490 AM True Talk Radio, streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, we went out and we were setting the stage for these principles of, of that a nation caught up in the idea that government is we're going to resolve things through a dialogue of politics or we're going to resolve things through government when really God's secret plan is 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 laid out. So he talks about it in Ephesians where he's, he's revealing his secret plan. And then we've gone through scriptures and laid this out. And I, I want you to walk through the principles of how it is that family is one of God's Plan for restoration redemption and and a strong nation will you talk about
1: that cindy uh you know we we Mentioned it last week when we talked about how Adam and Eve, God ordained marriage and family. That was the first institution that God said builds relationships and builds connection. And that's basically what we're talking about here. How am I going to stay connected to the Lord Jesus and live in a world that's diametrically opposed to who he is and and who we are? Because that's what we have. We are in a war. But God's plan is always for marriage. I mean, that was the original plan. He's not erased that. He had not used a holy scanner to remove it. But his plan, even in marriage, is for healthy relationships. Not only with with uh, Van and I as, you know, a couple, 61 years, but it's also with our children uh, and with our in-laws and with our outlaws and so often we get that so fragmented that we... some of us have more outlaws than in well that's true but his plan is for healthy relationships and it has to start with husbands and he tells he said i give you one criteria you love your wife you love your wife and how do you do that? You love her the same way the Lord Jesus loved the church or loved you and that he laid down his life for her. And there's a whole year's teaching in that sometimes, Cindy, we'll pick that up and go through that. But because marriage is a covenant relationship, it's not something you just get a ticket for or get a license for and then, you know, throw it away and get a new new model. It's just not milk that way. Life and it has to start with headship as the Lord is the head of the home and that through him comes the power to be who it is God's designed us to be, who he equipped us to be, and who his, uh, the ones he's playing. And then it, the thing is, and this is the most important part of this whole concept, is that love trumps superiority and control. It doesn't matter who is in charge for the day, love reigns supremely. We used to go skiing with our family, and we had rules. Everybody had a shelf, and they put their stuff on the shelf. And so if somebody didn't follow the rule, well, our David would say, okay, the one that holds the gold makes the rules, and Granny holds the gold. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it, it takes sometimes an understanding of what it means to jointly jointly rule or jointly have authority and a a mother has as much authority as a father has and so that that's really but love always triumphs that and of course we have to be very affectionate and very pure and everything but the other thing is that it involves honor and that's where the children come in that's where the boys and the girls come in you honor your father and your mother You honor your grandparents. And that's what this legacy thing is we're talking about, Cindy. How is it that you build a love legacy? You do it through tradition, you know, what is your celebrations? What are your connections? What do you do on holidays? What do you do when school is out? All those things come together to build family. You
0: know, though, we've talked about this again and again and again, how sometimes people are so stressed out at holidays. Tradition in and of itself does not hold a family together. You can come in and around Thanksgiving and you can bake the best Ooh. turkey in the world. we are got Fourth of July coming up. You may make the best ribs. But in the midst of that, if people are falling down drunk and getting in fights, if there's not honor, if there's not respect, if there's not love, those are our real traditions, Evelyn. Those are our real heritages. And those are the things that strengthen and undergird a
1: nation. Absolutely. And, of course, looking at children, you know, we've talked about, we talked so much about Jesus, his pro-life uh, Children are a gift of the Lord, and uh, the fruit of the womb uh, is a reward. You know, a mother just is a mother. And always, <laughs> always you are a mother. Then you become a grandmother and a great-grandmother. But the 90% of being a wife basically is mothering, if you stop and think. about We do the same things that, that our mothers did. You know, we we keep things moving, we keep things loving, we th- keep things kind, we keep things active, and so it it is a union. But each one of a family has a unique position that we are to fulfill under the lordship of Christ. Because I can tell you, God holds parents accountable for their children, and it says, "And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training." And the admonition of the Lord, that's from Ephesians 6, 4. A father has a responsibility to be an overguard, a protector for a family. And so that means that, you know... Children in a household, we always said to our boys, as long as you live in this house, you live by our rules.
0: Well, and it wasn't just for setting the rules for rules' sake. There's an understanding that there's a period of time, if we're all apprentices to Jesus, there's a period of time where our children are subservient to us Mm -hmm. as they apprentice in the ways and learn the ways of life. But it only works if the parents are subservient to God. God. Right. Because then, you, if not, you're asking the children to be subservient just to an individual yeah. who's setting the rules and the, mm-hmm. and making it up as we go along.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: That's you real. know, kids will sniff that out. They'll sniff out hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. It isn't that children are rebelling against truth. Is there rebelling against the things that don't have substance and foundation?
1: You know, recently uh, we did a video, a uh, television video out at, uh, on Chisholm Trail in Round Rock at the Big Round Rock. Uh, we were out there about three hours, and our friend Tom Umstead uh, was there with his uh, youngest son. The
0: social networking guru.
1: Yes. And uh, I, I had some time with David. And I remember when he was born, uh, Ginger was in labor, and we were having a, a networking meeting. And and she called, and Tom said, well, I, I just got ordered my lunch. And so he was kind of waiting till he had his lunch. I said, get up and get out of here and go take care of your wife. But David is a very special young man. And in talking with him, I said to him, David, what is, would be the sweetest dream of your life to come true? Do you know what he said? to be president of the United States of America. He said, that is my goal. I want to be president of it. And he's a debater. I mean, he, he is, he's a very special young man. Very, and, of course, all of their children are. But, you know, sometimes it comes from the father and it comes from the mother as we set those dreams in the hearts of children. But I can tell you the main thing, Cindy, is that parents are responsible for that kind of teaching, that kind of teaching. Uh, I read a little thing this week about a a, a, a guy blonde, a man that was a blonde, kind of redheaded. And, uh, <laughs> this is a he, guy blonde joke. Yeah, and he got uh, he got an AM radio, and uh, it he listened to it, and he listened to it, and finally it took him a month to figure out that he could play it at night. <laughs> now that's a good one for us from F N to AM. But you know that is that's kind of the way some of us are. It takes us a little while to catch on. To the system, onto the wavelengths, but I can tell you, these principles for a family will bring blessing because God gives parents responsibility for teaching children because children are a blessing of the Lord.
0: Well, the truth of the matter is, is that not only does it bring individual blessing, that it brings. Uh, togetherness with God, be pleasing with God. But when we as a, as a nation are looking out around us and we're wondering, you know, who's going to save us from whether it's tremendous debt, whether it's the, whether it's war and terror, whether, you know, you, you, you don't have We don't have control over all of that. But to believe that there's an answer in an institution, whether it's government Mm -hmm. or whether it's peace negotiations, if we don't understand that the principle upon which this nation stood is that the families Mm -hmm. stood there individually as they plow, literally plowed their way in uh, fertile but fallow ground, that had not been broken before as they felled their own trees, these are the things that established this nation.
1: And, Cindy, you know, we, we talk about the greatest uh, generation that ever came forth, came out of the Great Depression, because people really did work hard. They, You know, there were subsidies and things. But then that gave birth in our generation to to the veterans and to the patriots that went to war to save this nation. And so as as we think about that, uh, and especially as we go into the Fourth of July, we really ought to thank God every day for those that have come before us.
0: You know, we are, as today, as we've talked about the families, in just a preview in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, four other uh, actually five other principles. We're going to talk about the right to a God-centered education. We're going to talk about the covenant with God. We're going to talk about a society of common decency. We're going to talk about personal accountability to God. And we're going to talk about a national work ethic. Now, uh it's time for us to take a break. But, Evelyn, we've got a, f- a fabulous closing segment where we're going to come back and we're going to ask this question, what is the legacy? that you're leaving in this world. This is love talk on the word. Good morning i am cindy vana love talking in the beautiful blessed, the word klgo 1490 true talk radio reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net you can catch up with us also on lovetalknetwork.com and the number heres six seven three six three seven. is 637-967-3637 word on break evelyn and i were talking about some of the you know we're filling in the blanks you know life does not well, it does come with it. I was going to say it doesn't come with an instruction manual. It does. Right. But, you know, when you're young, I can remember trying to load my first load of clothes in that washing machine. I actually still remember filling the gas tank with the first, mm-hmm. first time I went to a gas station on my own because my dad would do that yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And my mom oftentimes did the laundry because she actually didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to get, take the time to explain or me here to ruin all the clothes. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about how it is that you, you have to take in so much information when you're starting out. And even some of us who've been around a long time have got to figure some of these things out. And so, oftentimes, we think our heritage, the things that we have, are the things that the, the trinkets that are going to be passed down mm-hmm. to us the 401k's that are going to be passed down well really it's what and how people touch our lives how they inform our lives from the inside out how they bring good counsel how they bring comfort how they bring instruction how they bring uh, honor and decency and uh we've uh i went through in some of this research i found a great resource on focus on the family and it's a book called from our your Heritage, and it's by Ledbetter and Bruner. And the one thing that they say is that no matter where we come from, no matter who we are, we all have one thing in common, and it's our heritage. Now, surprisingly, it is not the flag, mm-hmm. nor is it the buildings that represent the the, the great... Uh, patriotic heritage that we have it isn't even the icons and the faces and the pictures of those who've done before it it is it is the connections that we have one to another so often in families and we here is here's the breakdown of our heritage it's social emotional and spiritual. It's passed from one family to another. By God, it is a gift given from parent to child. And each of us, no matter who we are, passes on a heritage of some kind. And I will tell you this, Evelyn make no mistake about it. It can be good, mm-hmm. it can be bad, it can be both. Mm-hmm. And if you're not conscious of it, and you aren't aware of it, and you're not passing on a heritage, someone else will take your place and do it for you. The media, the government, peers, the educational system will fill the vacuum that we as individuals in our families were made to pass on our understanding of honor, decency, love, truth, commitment, Covenant, Mm -hmm. kindness, caring, nurturing, safety, protection. These are the things that become
1: our social, emotional, and spiritual legacy. Well, Cindy, that is so true. And this is biblical. This is not something that's come out of a pop psychology course. Because every under uh, Abraham's covenant with God... He was promised by God that God would bless his every generation, and it, in the old covenant, it was called passing on the blessing. It was by blessing, and that was a very rare and precious thing for uh, for a young man or a young woman to get. And so, when we look at it today, it is still blessing. How is it that we're going to bless not only? Uh, our family, but our nation as we stand before God and represent the Lord Jesus in a world that does not know him, does not understand him, is not looking for him, or really is looking and don't know where to go to find him. And so it is two things when we look at our heritage from the point of view we're we're talking about in emotional legacy. It is number one is connection. What are our connections? And then, what are our reflections? We call it worldview. Do we have a Christian worldview? And so when we look at that, what does uh, what does the emotional legacy provide for us, Cindy? It provides us with the ability to cope with the struggles of life. if
0: we are not understanding that our legacy that we leave our children is the strength and understanding that that life has great opportunities But great struggles, and how do we cope with those without cratering, without falling away? You know, for us, it is that God is responsible for the product. We don't do God's job, and he doesn't do ours, but we're responsible for the process. Not a one-time event with our children and our families, but the ongoing process that we create an atmosphere in our families that strengthens and supports a fragile young spirit. Yes. We have to understand that children come with certain fears and 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 they're a blank slate upon which they are written. And it is it is those of us around them that set the stage for the emotional legacy. And that takes time, it takes commitment. To develop the emotional growth and health of our children, an environment to grow deep emotional roots, to foster stability in a family, to develop trust and support, to nurture a strong sense of positive identity, Mm -hmm. and to do what, Evelyn? Create a resting place for the soul. Our children need a resting place for their souls to develop, for them to understand that they are secured in the unconditional love of both their parents and God. Now, this is not, um, this is not what we call spoiling. This is what we do
1: foundationally, mm-hmm. and it comes with strength and intentionality. And truth is, Cindy, it comes from the very relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father, with the Lord Jesus Christ. When we look at what it is that Jesus came to do. He came to fulfill that secret plan of God. Hmm. We talked about that last week. The secret plan of God was that God would provide the covering and the remission for everything in my life that's not of him, for sin as we know it to be. And when we think and we look at that, We, every day, are humble before God to know that he loves us. He is providing for us. He is protecting us. He is giving us the blessing that he wants us to not only pass on to establish as a love legacy for those who come behind us.
0: You know, Evelyn, there's the second uh, part of the three-part legacy, the you know there's the the three part chord which is the parents and the third the the man and the wife and the third part being god which strengthens it the second one is a social legacy and this is where we are seeing an equal amount of destruction in our families and in society as a whole how is it that we instruct ourselves and our children to relate to people to honor authority to respect Others to respect themselves and to work mm-hmm. that out with other people. Responsibility to foster respect in themselves is cultivated
1: where Evelyn by assigning children duties and responsibilities and and authorities. Children have to have authority over some things, Cindy. Mm
0: hmm. And the one I know that you um, can speak to so well is once again unconditional love, if children function from a place of unconditional love, even in the social arena, they come from a place of centeredness and security. If they know who they are in Christ Jesus, if they know who they are to their parents, Mm -hmm. then they can relate to others. You know, Yet last night, Jim and I had a car follow us and tail us. And we could not get out of traffic to escape them. And, of course, Mm -hmm. this car was filled with adults who were making obscene signs at us. And as they finally went around us, the child in the back seat threw something out of the car to hit us. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about. What is it that parents demonstrate to children we have just a few minutes, Evelyn, and I know you always, we're going to come back in the next couple of weeks. We're going to unpack more of this emotional, social, spiritual legacy, the heritage with, that we leave. But what is it that you want to leave in this last minute?
1: Well, the thing that we leave, Cindy, is that the Lord has not lost track of us. He has He has a plan. It might be secret, secret. Uh, at some stage in life, but it is very simple and very plain. It's an ABC plan. A is that we acknowledge that he he loves us, he created us, he designed us, and he empowers us. Uh, B is to believe that wherever we are, when we come to know him personally and become rightly related to him, we have the power to be who it is he's designed us to be. And then C is that we commit ourselves to a covenant relationship with him that is, with every decision we make, we seek out either godly counsel or we t- we take those principles and promises from His Word that will guide us. Cindy, this has been wonderful today. We'll see you again next week. Love Talk on the Word.
0: Love Talk has been brought to you by The Word 99.3 and 98.5 in Austin, as well as Love Talk's partnering sponsors, Ellison & Salazar, Casa Mechanical Services, Hill Country Landscape, Ray Gardner Triad Ministries, First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and The Good News Journal.